today on Laura Lynn and Friends. I don't know why anyone would be afraid to speak against this. Can any of you in the audience tell me why we have to be afraid? Because we're not freaks and we're not pedophiles. Why do we have to be afraid of speaking out against this? Um, so excited to be here. Let me start by reading from my father's Bible. Um, my dad loved the word of God and I, I so enjoy seeing what he thought was important to note and to underline. And uh, funny thing, so I open the Bible, it goes to Hebrews 11 today. And I look down, it says uh, in Hebrews 11, 35, um, it's basically Hebrews 11 is always talking about all the great men and women who overcame, like they did great exploits. Uh, they were named sometimes only once, ironically, in the Bible. But if you got a mention, imagine if God's writing a Bible today, who's he mentioning? Are you getting a mention because you are standing and are you getting a... Uh, a, a notice, a nod from the creator himself because you are choosing to do what's right in a season when it's easier to do, you know, nothing at all. That's not good to have that right there. Uh, so I'd like to get a nod. I, you know, I always think, well, I'd like a whole book um, to talk because it does seem like I'm living a book right now. In fact, I am beginning to write my second book. I've written like three sentences to get that done. So I know it's not going to be long before it just pours out of me. So I look down, uh, Hebrews eleven thirty five. women receive their dead, raised to life again. But this is not so good. My dad's underlined this. And others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others had trial of cruel mockings and scourgings. Yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn asunder, were tempted, were slain with the sword with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskin and goatskins. Wow, so far a pretty, pretty rough start to the show. Uh, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. Wow. People who were counted worthy of death and to be sawed asunder, but the world was not worthy of them. This is talking about people who stand. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise that God had intended, God having provided some better thing for us that they without us should not be made perfect. So Hebrews 11 talks about all these people. They fought. They stood. They paid the ultimate price at times. They literally died for their faith. They did not receive the ultimate reward. Wow. Um, they didn't receive the ultimate promise that they hoped, but they did what was right. Why? Maybe for the next generation. Maybe for those who were to come. So that's why we all stand. Um, I'm very blessed by an email that I got from a letter that I got from someone in the United States of America, took the time to say, I see what's going on in Canada and I want to bless you and sent me a note and thanked me for my courage. I really appreciate that. The States is watching us as we are watching them. 
We're all a little alarmed at what's going on. We have a clip for you, um, Dr. Peter McCullough, one of our favorite people, just to set the show off. Every single one of my guests today is fighting a fight for the next generation, for the future of our nations, and we truly are in the fight of our lives. And sometimes it feels like, metaphorically, we're being the ones torn asunder. What is going on? Have a look at Bannon's uh, War Room with Dr. Peter McCullough. I mean, how could this have happened? Now, now you start talking about it in hindsight, and what you guys were saying at the time is correct. But how could the whole apparatus, was it because they were controlled by these NGOs? I mean, how did CDC, how did FDA, how did things that people historically hadn't paid that much attention to, but when they did, they were highly respected. And kind of when CDC came out and said something, Ebola, all this, you did it. When FDA said something, it was the, it was the, it was the gold standard. How did this happen in this country? And quite frankly, in advanced nations like Germany and France and the United Kingdom, these are not third world countries. These are uh, the leaders in, 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 in medicine and in vaccines and in public health. How did this happen? You know, it's a, it's a wonderful question. It seems to be a confluence of of really some mass psychophenomenon. You know, the the uh, the prominent impact of fear and isolation and lockdown seem to seem to prepare the mind to accept this answer that we were going to just going to have vaccines and assume that they're safe and effective. I agree with you. You know, I was here in Dallas a few years ago. CDC came in and managed the Ebola outbreak here. Uh, you know, we have tremendous respect for the CDC. They've always done terrific jobs. I've you know, I've been on FDA advisory panels. I've worked with the FDA hand in glove. We've always, you know, it's always done well. Uh, but somehow in the last few, fast th few years, things have become incredibly corrupt. We now have wide open conflict of interest. We have these non-government organizations wielding tremendous amounts of cash and power. Uh, we have the World Health Organization, World Economic Forum, uh, Gates Foundation. They all seem to be on some type of global power grab. You know, when we read Klaus Schwab's book from the World Economic Forum, uh, COVID-19 and the Great Reset, he says it. He says, we will use this opportunity uh, to reset a new world order. And it looks like they're trying to do it. Sure does. You know what I wondered? So a few years ago when I woke up, I didn't just wake up during COVID, but I really woke up the last year in understanding what they're talking about. But my awakening began realizing that they were teaching kids in school that they could change their gender. That was about the stupidest thing I'd ever heard. That was about the most unscientific. In fact, I had to convince parents it was actually happening. I had to begin revealing the, um, the, the school, uh, you know, things, they don't like to call it curriculum. So I always get a little, you know, they're, they're the school, I'm just going to call it curriculum. And they were teaching this crazy stuff, all LGBTQ stuff. And I was in shock. And so I would try to tell parents this was going on. We started to have rallies to fight it. I thought it was one crazy teacher in Langley. Then I found out they were in Alberta, Saskatchewan, Manitoba, across the whole country. Then I found out it was Australia, the UK, New Zealand. What the heck? How did it all happen? It's the same question Bannon is asking Dr. Peter McCullough. When COVID hit, we didn't know all about 
Klaus Schwab's necessary uh, great reset that he's been planning. Somehow he got a whole book. It's a, it's a huge book. If you look at the great reset, I mean, he got it all out in no time at all. I'm having a hard time getting my three sentences for my second book. Um, and, and, and we've got people like, thank God for Robert F. Kennedy. Right. And my dear, wonderful, uh, let, let's call him my senior producer, Gary, who, uh, gets me stuff, the real Anthony Fauci, all of this stuff, all of it colluding. How was it that the whole world knew to lock down, vaccinate, mandate, restrict, take away our freedom? How did they all know that? How did the whole world know to begin pushing this thing of, of gender transitioning and literally inspiring children to think that that was possible? How did all of that happen at the same time? Well, that's because it's all a huge plan. It's Agenda 2030. Agenda 2030 includes all of the, the, the gender stuff, the vaccines. Agenda 2030 includes things like SOGI, sexual orientation and gender identity. It includes sexualizing a younger generation. And that is exactly what's going on. You may have seen some of those crazy videos out there parents getting irate. They're actually reading from the books. Well, guess what? I'm thinking maybe that's just the United States, but not at all. That's right here in British Columbia happening. Also, there's a, a woman I'd like to invite on right now. And this is Nikita. Uh, how do we say your name? Mahmoud. Nikita. Right? Mahmoud. Nikita. Yes. And Nikita, you're from Ontario. And I just thank yeah. you so much. Tell us a little bit about yourself. You're a mom and you have a child that uh, attended, uh, a, you know, his first day of school this last year. I'm a mom of three boys. And uh, one of them had a, an interesting first day of school. Um, I've done a lot of advocating in this area. I ran in the last provincial election and our party um, wants to get rid of woke culture in schools, among many other things. Um, I've attended a couple of rallies. Uh, we've, we've had uh, an interesting event with a, a teacher wearing fetish wear in one of our schools here. Um, but I want to talk about something that my, my son went through um, in his school, a lot of uh, pushing of woke culture. Sure. Just before you do that, I mean, it's interesting yeah. that you bring up about a teacher wearing fetish wear. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen these pictures. I don't know what to make of this uh, teacher. Uh, I, I've heard rumors that this teacher with the huge boobs, you know, teaching shop class um, is trying to actually make a point. Uh, or are they really a, a, a transgender um, <laughs> uh, wearing this ridiculous uh, getup? You know, um, yeah, at this it, point, it is just rumors. Right. But the scary part is that the school board is defending them. They're defending the behavior. So whether or not that person is genuine or trolling the system is what the rumor is. But the point is, is that the, they're the other teachers, the school board, they're defending the behavior. I mean, I don't scary. think I'm that old, uh, Nikita, but in my day, a teacher acted like that. Uh, you'd, you'd, basically call in the psych ward. You'd call in psych nurses, you'd, you'd do a report, you'd get a doctor to have them committed. All of a sudden, a few years later, 
you know, now it's the next generation and really it's the next generation. I pretty much, you know, uh, I'm ready to have grandkids growing up in these schools and, um, and, and all of a sudden this is normalized and defended. Absolutely bizarre, but I'd love to hear your story. Okay. So uh, my son went to high school, grade 11 food and culture class. And uh, within an hour, he texted me saying he cannot believe the things the teacher's saying. Uh, she went in a uh, kind of a, she had a big talk with the students about inclusivity and body positivity. Um, but the things that she told them to, and I, you know, I support being kind and being inclusive and making everyone feel welcome, you know, um, but the things that she was teaching the kids, um, there's no such thing as junk food. Um, even he, his, these are my son's words. Um, even McDonald's can be healthy for your mental health. Um, it can be healthy to be overweight. Um, he, he was, uh, he was told that uh, she went into mental, mental illness as well. And she said that, you know, if you have a mental illness, you just, you don't have to change for anybody. You just be you and you don't have to do anything to try to, to, you know, become anything else or to make it better. Um, and I thought these things were very strange things to teach because they're non-facts. You know, we can teach people to be kind. We can teach them to be good to each other. But we're, we're going with this type of teaching. We're going way too, way too deep into it and teaching non-facts. Uh, she then went to each individual student and asked what their pronouns were and like made each student answer after they also get a form where they have to write down what their pronoun is. And then, so she would, she went individually to each student and asked them that. And then my son told me that she asked him, what, what do you want me to call you? And he said, my name. And she said, okay, well, sometimes people, uh, you know, don't like their name. And uh, what else was it? Uh, the next, I pulled him from that class. I, I met with the principal. I requested to meet with the teacher, but because I had already pulled my son from her class, she didn't have to meet with me. Um, I didn't get much of an answer from the principal. He just basically said she's trying to be inclusive. And uh, I asked that the teacher give me a call to just clarify the, the accuracy of what uh, my son was telling me and she never got back to me. So I don't think that anything he said was not accurate. There's no reason for him to, to say so. And um, yeah, I really didn't get much of a response from the school. I followed up with an email asking, you know, how this, how this affects students. Students are like teenagers are already insecure, un, you know, uncomfortable in their own skin sometimes. Uh, seeking validation and when you're constantly putting the option to change their pronouns in front of them it's it's just giving them an out it's giving them something that they can change and and we see this we see we see 20 year olds now coming out and saying like this was this was wrong I made a mistake and and now now I've I've made changes to my body you know like it's it's a it's not a path that you want to direct kids to and uh so do you, have you talked to any other parents? Um, like, is this a regular thing through the whole school that they're trying to get every teacher to indoctrinate and propagandize into 
uh, getting kids to talk about their pronouns and of course putting them on the spot. This is a form yeah. of bullying. It's a form of absolute manipulation in front of all of their peers. It, it was a lot for him, that's for sure. Um, I don't think there. I don't think it's like all the way through the school with all the teachers. From what he tells me, um, that was the only teacher this year that was like that. Um, we had an issue last year as well, as far as far as uh, like talking about vaccinations in the school. There was another teacher really pushing the agenda, um, and he was pulled from that class as well. But uh, I find it, it interesting all the inclusivity that's being pushed, but it doesn't it doesn't uh, apply to unvaccinated kids. But. Right, right, and this is this is the great, uh, you know. Uh, discord is that, uh, you know, inclusivity does not apply to those who believe in freedom and bodily autonomy, my body, my choice. Oh, except if it's about the vaccine, then you've got to take the vaccine if you want to be cool or accepted and not seen as unclean. Uh, So it's been very interesting. Have your children had to deal with um, like the, the vaccine? Has that been a big issue? Um, So last year, my same son, uh, same school, had a teacher that required, uh, asked all the student what their, uh, sorry, asked all the students what their vaccination status was in the classroom and had a conversation about how it was, it was better, you know, that was the responsible thing to do. Um, you know, when wow. most of the kids what put their business hands up, is it all. of theirs? And so we've got 150 kids who died on the VAERS reports from getting the vaccine, no kids that have died of COVID. You've got doctors all saying we don't, they don't have a legitimate case without comorbidities of somebody dying of COVID that's under the age of 18 or whatever. But we've got 150 kids on the VAERS reports died with someone taking the time to fill out a VAERS report. Uh, you have to voluntarily fill that out. Doctors are supposed to fill these things out, but they're not because they don't want to be seen as causing any vaccine hesitancy should a child. So you can bet that there's probably 10 times that amount actually that have died. Um, and and teachers feel that they're in the place. They need to be served something like a notice of liability, which we're going to talk about in our next segment. But they need to be served that they have no business giving out medical advice. Right? Absolutely. Oh. Actually, that was a, that was even a, a more a much rougher experience for my son because uh, they had a conversation about it as a classroom, and he ended up getting rocks thrown at him later by other students. My gosh. So, uh, Totally inciting this bullying thing. And of course, it comes down from the top of our country, you know, the prime minister himself, bullying the, the, those who choose bodily autonomy. Um, it doesn't seem to matter the, the statistics, the information coming out of Israel, that your own immune system is compromised by getting these vaccines. None of that data, uh, science, none of that. I had a doctor call me last night after we had had a talk. And he wanted to call me on his own time to really help me, to help me because I'm in a delusional state. He wanted to help me. <laughs> and I, after we talked for a while, you know, I had all my data in front of me. And I said, listen, I, I don't want to talk about feelings. I don't want you to talk to me about my feelings. And I'm not going to talk to you about your feelings. I want to go by the data and the science. Can we do that? Can I read you off a few statistics? Well, he did get very quiet. 
But you know what they do? Then they shift. They pivot onto something else. Well, it's just not true, basically. Oh, okay. So the science that the vaccine is great, and it doesn't matter about most vaccines are shut down after 35 deaths, but we've got 30,000 just in North America, not to mention the UK. And we don't want to talk about, we don't want to talk about the science. And, and if there is science showing things, oh no, then it's not true somehow. Unbelievable. And so, yeah, I, I think it, it's the fight of our lives. And to put kids in that position where they're having to defend themselves, I think every teacher needs to be served a notice that they will be held responsible for bullying that comes against kids because of this and also for giving out medical, uh, medical advice. I, I don't think you're supposed to be doing that in schools to minors. No. no, that's a great idea. No, they're supposed to be teaching reading and writing and arithmetic and history and phys ed and their subjects. They're going well beyond their subject matter of their, of their courses and their curriculum. And, Unbelievable. Uh, well, Nikita, you know, thank you for, yeah, thank you for standing up. Uh, do you have a final word on this whole experience? Um, yeah, I do. I, I, uh, I saw a lot of hope this weekend at the um, Oakville Trafalgar High School uh, last Friday. Um, the kids, I was a little bit nervous about um, protesting at a high school. I wanted to make sure we gave the kids lots of space, you know, weren't upsetting anyone. I'm, I'm not one who likes to protest at hospitals or schools. Um, but this was, this was an emergency. As far as I was concerned, there is a pedophile in that school who seems to be suffering from a mental illness. So we showed up and uh, those kids got released from school and so many of them joined us. They got on the speaker, the loudspeaker, they told, they talked about their experience. They said how they felt. And, you know, by the time, um, the protest was kind of starting to wane down. It was half high school kids from the high school who felt heard, felt seen. And uh, that was really kind of the best thing to see. So I'm uh, looking forward to seeing what uh, happens tomorrow at that high school. Uh, so, so can you tell me anything more? What do you mean, like a pedophile working in the school? Is it, can you say anything more about that or? So, well, we're the, the big boob man that you mentioned earlier. Yeah. The, oh, he's um, at your school? There is, there, this is Oakville Trafalgar High School. It's about 45 minutes from me. And there is a, a, a woodshop teacher who is wearing, um, they keep calling them prosthetic breasts, but what they are uh, is. So this is the same guy. Head. I'm sorry. I didn't even put yeah. together that that's the school. So okay. Kinkware. It's, it's, it's. Sorry, it's fetish where you buy it at a kid's shop. It's not prosthetic breasts. This is a fetish. There's not like, there's no way this person is not enjoying the reaction people. that these that these create from the students, and it's making the students uncomfortable. And the school board is defending it, and that scares me a lot more more so than there being one loony. What is know? what is the um, name of some of these school board? uh t trustees um i don't know if you know their names um not off the top of my head no okay i mean we need to name them uh in my books anyone 
any adult who thinks that's okay, you're weird. You're really a weirdo, and you shouldn't be responsible for kids. I'd like those names. Someone out there probably has them. We don't need to do it with you on here because I don't want you to take the heat. I'll take the heat, okay? I get named all the time. I get called names. I don't care. <laughs> I actually enjoy it. I just prefer when people spell my name right. You know what I mean? Um, but I, I'd love the, the names of these, these, the school board, the teachers, anyone, the principal, anyone defending this crazy person. I wonder what's wrong with you. That's what I wonder. Well, thank you, uh, Nikita. Thank you for standing and protesting. And, and I hope that those kids, like, train them up to fight. We have lost our world and our country's going to hell in a handbasket because we're so silent in the face of brazen perversion. It's disgusting. I can barely stand it. I got to calm myself down for my next cat. People won't speak because they're afraid of being called names. They're afraid right. of being called racist, homophobic, transphobic. That's Embrace just it, people. Terrifying. I, That's I all have, they have. have. That's all they have yeah. is to be able to call names at the end of the day. Yeah. If Canadians get a backbone and you can actually embrace that, that it is an honor and a privilege to be sawn into, metaphorically speaking, by being called names. And, and, and being, you know, having your reputation smeared, but you can just stand because it's right. You will be so powerful. Right. And then there will be thousands of us. We're caving into loony bins. And now they're getting so loony that China's laughing at us. The world is laughing at us. Russia's laughing at us. The Ukraine is laughing at us. Because we got a nutty teacher with those fetish boobs teaching young boys in shop class and we are afraid of being called names i don't know what's happened we we've got to find our courage before we let everything just dissolve into stupidity it's unbelievable it really is i'm hard pressed whatever name you want i am going to protect the kids period well you're my kind of girl and you're amazing and i thank you for that and please um Feel free to forward us videos or more information if you need to come and give us an update on something going on with this teacher. Please stay uh, right in touch with us on that. Took so, me a while to clue in here in that school. I don't know why. <laughs> good luck with your fourth and fifth sentences, Laura Lynn. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. Uh, oh my gosh. You might be in the book. All right. Thanks, Nikita. All right. Okay. Wow. Uh, we have got to be able to speak. Well, one thing I know for sure is that the people that I'm about to bring on are speaking. First of all, a good friend of mine, uh, Laura Gabink, is going to come on. She has been helping me for quite a while, and uh, she is a, a truth stander. She knows what's right, and she is a good researcher, and I just love this woman. Also, Pierre Barnes. And uh, he's coming on. He is also someone who's good at researching and someone who's powerful at standing up. And, of course, Barry Newfeld, my all-time favorite school trustee who is not going to let your children be in the presence of perverted people. Not without standing, not without shouting it from the hilltop. So, welcome to all of you. Let's bring them on. Hi, everybody. How are you?
right? So, so what do you all what do you all think about this? I, I mean, Barry, look at the fight you've been in. Can you imagine if you had some teacher that's being defended that's got these big prosthetic fetish breasts uh, teaching, you know, shop to kids like yeah. You know, he's a clown, but you're right. What's really scary is that the administration is forced to stick up for him because they know if they fire him or discipline him, he's going to turn around and sue them. And uh, they have no uh, dress code. We tried to uh, hang on to our dress code here in Chilliwack, but the Wokies uh, got rid of all the restrictions. Girls can wear skirts as short as they want and tops as low as they want. And uh, uh, it could happen in our district. And there's nothing we could do about it because we've gotten rid of our dress codes. I know. And I remember when you and, and Daryl Ferguson, and he's still uh, on the school board as far as I know, right, Barry? Um, yes. Daryl Ferguson getting, getting put down because you want kids to dress respectably in school like this is the level of stupidity that we're sinking to i'm sorry as a mom i would really honor and want a, a decent dress code because my kids they went to a, a private school so they had uniforms and i i grew up going to a private school as well so i get it oh i must be a real prude or whatever but hey if my kids went to public school and my son did actually uh, my oldest son ended up going to a, a public school. What, what did I want? I didn't want girls running around with all their junk hanging out and their skirts too short so he couldn't even concentrate on his schooling. You know how high school boys are. They already objectify girls, you know? So, so we need to teach decency and, and moderation. When Daryl spoke out against that, he was accused of promoting a rape culture. And the chair of the board said that she thought the idea of modesty was repulsive. Oh, she she's is is that Willow? Is oh, that? that's lovely Willow. Yeah, the lovely Willow. <laughs> I mean, it's just crazier than a hoodal. Talk about disrespecting women and girls. And and you some uh, you know a, a wonderful men want to make sure that we're preserving, not sexualizing girls, and somehow that's promoting a rape culture. I've about had it with all of these people. Get rid of the lot. They're all they are not well. They are not proper. They do not have principles, and it's an embarrassment. And it's actually it causes such a righteous anger that they would that they would be in a position that can potentially harm people. So uh, let's begin. Um, I'm not certain which one of you to begin with. I know, Pierre, uh, you have been really looking into what is being put forward into the schools. And I know Laura has some examples, a couple of videos that we're going to watch to see. We've been watching the U.S. Um, have all kinds of parents complain. I mean, I listen to what they're saying and I'm like, wow, like I don't even want to hear that out loud in my living room, let alone this is what a child's book says. So, Pierre, what's what sort of um, role are you playing in this at this time? Um, at this time, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm involving with the lots of school board all across Canada. So what I did is I, um, I review... Uh, I review a lot of books that I found in the school libraries and uh, I exposed the content of the book. Then uh, I sent email to, uh, to, uh, to, uh, to a lot of school boards in Ontario and Manitoba, 
New Brunswick and uh, Alberta and British Columbia for now. So, and I warned them about uh, um, the content of the books. And I explained to them that this is a showing sexual, sexual explicit material to children is, is, is actually uh, sexual abuse and that they should remove that book. Yeah, so I have very couple interesting uh, exchange with uh, some of the trustee. I have good exchange with, with some like uh, uh, De Devil, I have a good uh, email exchange with me. Which he, he agreed that this the material that I show him was sexual explicit material. So uh, yeah, so that's why I do basically, basically. You know, a lot of trustees are not aware of uh, what is in school. So some of them, when I show it to them, they they're very shocked, and I'm I'm confident that they are going to do something about it, you know. Uh, but uh, a lot of them, they you know, they all use the excuse of uh, inclusivities and you know acceptance of the LGBTQ community, which has nothing to do with the LGBT, LGBTQ community. So, 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 so that's the um, that's the worry part in all this, right? I show them I show them books. Uh, that show a man and a boy is having uh, affiliations together, and I'm not kidding. The gender, the gender queer is exactly that. And then what they told me is they told me, oh, they put this in the school because of the LGBTQ community. So, so for them, the LGBTQ community is all about sex, right? So, so they are actually destroying their reputations of the LGBTQ community by doing that. So now the good thing is that community, I think some of that community is standing up against those people. But you see what they do, right? You know, so what I'm thinking, for me, those who put this in school are either pedophiles or pedophile allies. That's all it is, you know? And I came to the conclusions very recently that I'm being called bigots, misogynists, and whatever the names. So now whoever call me a bigger, I call him a pedophile. It's very simple and it works well. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if they want to play the, if they want to play the, if they want to play the names games, I, I think there is nothing worse on the planet than being called a pedophile. So if they want to call me a bigger, let's do it. I'll play the you game. Bet. Let's go. That's exactly what I do with I, them. I'm so. sorry. What kind of adult wants to see this, this kind yeah. of picture yeah. uh, at all? Well, yeah. what does yeah, that yeah. have to do with, learning in school yeah and you know yeah some of them said it's for sexual health they don't even talk about sexual health the only thing those books show is sexual intercourse sexual in acts. details and pedophilic intercourse there is a book i think uh, that one is horrible it's a it's it's a father having something with his daughters right in the books and this is in elementary schools all across the country yeah, so I, I did over 40% of the school now, and I review all the libraries. So when I'm saying that, I have the data to prove it. Oh my so gosh. So I'm not just saying this. I, I, I didn't go and I see one box in the library, then I say, oh, it's all across Canada. I look all across the country, and I find this everywhere. This and this and the, uh, the uh, gender identity agenda when they are pushing a little girl to, uh, to cut their breasts. You know, I find a couple of clinics actually that they, uh, uh, one, one of the doctor, Dr. Mekki, which is a, I can say the words, he's a POS, okay? And uh, that guy is in Vancouver, 
and he mutilate over a hundred girls. Okay, so and he's bragging about it on his Instagram account. You know, he's showing all the girl, all the the little girl with the breast cut, and you got doctor uh, that the clinic may make clean in Ontario. That one's got probably a thousand of pictures on it on his Instagram, and they keep bragging about it, right? Like if this how sick. Some, it's sick. It's sick in the end, right? They told the children. They, they told us we have to, we have to let them be the way they are, right? But that's exactly what all of us here are doing. Oh. We want children to be the way they are. You know, mutilating children, giving puberty blockers to children, giving testosterone to children, and giving estrogen to children has nothing to do as being who you are. It's changing who you are. You know, so so. They, they have no logic at all. It's a complete lies and, uh, and, and they're going well. But people people have enough, you know. There is two things that the trans, uh, not the trans community, the, uh, the gender ideology pusher did wrong. Is they piss off Christian women, right? And they piss off lesbian, right? <laughs> now they have all the women in Canada after them. So, you know, trust me, they will be like, just a couple of months from now, they're gone. You know, if we continue to do that, if we, we, there, there is a good momentum right now. Okay, we have to keep going. You know, there, there, is, there is a lot of women. It's, it's crazy the amount of women out there that are fighting this. It's, it's, it's crazy. And uh, it's disappointing too, but, you know, I, no, not in, in a way that there is not enough men fighting this, and there should be more. But, yeah, you know, well, sexuality is not, a, not an easy subject. Yeah. No, no, it's not. But you're yeah. right. Uh, Christian women across the planet are arising, if anyone hasn't noticed about this incredible new prime minister in Italy. Um, is You know, it, it's absolutely just fantastic. Oh, yeah. People are getting emboldened. Like, the tipping point has come where we were kind of quiet when you were a bit weird, you know, and mm -hmm. we didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings because there's a few weirdos, and we don't want to... No. And now... The weirdness is getting so bizarre world that we just can't stand it. And you're right. Even the LGBTQ, uh, the, the trans, the, the, they're, they don't even want to be associated with the trans because they don't want to be associated with pedophilia. And uh, if there's any decency at all, you know. Uh, but the, the true fact of it is if you're the kind of person that thinks this is okay, then you got, you got a little screw loose and something's wrong with you and we're going to have to now we're going to have to be called names and not care because you're some kind of pedophile. So we got to stand like you're, you're uh, dri driving us to that place. I just want to add something about the pedophiles. Okay. I'm saying there, there is, there are pedophiles or pedophile alive for a reason. I find, I actually find over 2000 cases of teacher misconduct in Canada related to sexual abuse, sexual misconduct and, uh, possession of child pornography. Wow. 2000 cases. And there is only three provinces in Canada that made public the case and they don't make public all the case. So we have a serious problems with pedophilia in school. And this is not a joke. I got all the case to prove it that all the cases are public. If people start to make research about child abuse and school teacher principals, they will be amazed by the numbers of cases they are going to find by thousand you know and they're not all reported we all know this you know and and oh yeah just I just want to add something about the grooming parts you know they keep saying us that uh, uh, they 
that we have that the, because the books are, are grooming tools to children okay and the importance of uh, of stopping grooming because when grooming happens it is the beginnings of an abuse the abuse did, did, did not yet happen right it is the beginning of it is the manipulations toward you know abusing the children so by removing the tools that are used to groom children we are preventing groomings and we are preventing abuse because when the abuse is when the grooming is done and the abuse is complete there is shame you know what i mean you 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 all know that you that the child has been abused years later decades later because he has been groomed, groomed to believe that what has been done to her or him is okay so that's why the having sex make it it uh, a comfortable conversations uh ma ma making teacher comfortable to speak that much about sexuality to children is very dangerous because now the child think it is okay you know and that's the problem that's why it's not about it's just remove that grooming bs okay and if you want if they want to teach like a at 14 15 years old 13 years old you know to be careful with so the, the sex and everything but not not in detail as they do it's crazy so you know? when you're when you're battling all of this pierre uh mm. are you are you able to initiate any court action or uh are you just uh getting the information so that you can put a stop to it are people joining you where can they follow yeah. you well i'm helping a lot of people so yeah, so they really, it's not, because it's not about, I, I don't, it's not about me, you know, when you say, are they joining you, it's, it's not about me, I'm helping people to make their own things on their side. So, so let's say I sent things to the Alton School District, actually, uh, two months ago, I sent stuff to the, to the Alton School District, uh, totally down out of the box, okay? But the, just, just to mention, the Alton School District wanted to, uh, <laughs> to, to report me to the police because I sent them sexual explicit material per email. But what I sent them was the book that was in the child libraries, the Alton school districts. So, so what I do anyway, now that it is the big things that happen in Alton, I, I sent, I sent a couple of review of the libraries to, uh, to some candidate there. So now what I'm doing is I'm giving the information to everyone because, uh, <laughs> I mean, the irony, the irony that you can send the pictures of, of what's in school books yeah. and somebody's like, you're sending me porn or whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, it's, I, you can't write this stuff, right? You can't I make it the email. You know what I did? I, I find the emails of the police chief in Alton, actually. I forward him that email. I thought, hey man, <laughs> someone think I'm a, so I thought, here we go. So just. I see see the police doing my stuff because they are aware of what I'm doing. Wow. What else is a coincidence? It's the Halton School Board that's making an excuse for the oh, shop teacher right. with the big hooters. Exactly. Right. I want to say something about the Halton School Board. I find 24 cases of sexual uh, teacher misconduct related to sexual abuse in the Halton School Board. Huh? Is that is that a coincidence? That all those, those, those work... Uh, districts uh, have that much abuse 
you know, it's the same thing with the Waterloo School District. I find over 20 cases, right? And that's the one that, you know, are public. Shocking. And we don't know how Shocking. many What's going on? Yeah, there needs to be a huge investigation. Yeah. yeah, because one case of abuse, one, one, case, one case of misconduct, sometimes there, there is 30 trials abuse. Oh my gosh. You know what I mean? Those, those people are, those people are creators. Right. They, you know, they, I don't know. Well, yeah. and, uh, Laura, Laura Gabink, uh, you, you've sort of embraced this. Uh, what made you start pursuing? Because you've done a lot of research. Uh, tell us mm -hmm. about what, what made you sort of just dig into this? Well, as, as you know, Laura Lynn, I started this um, awareness campaign with you back in 2018 and then COVID came and things went in a different direction. But um, Pierre had reached out to me back last winter um, regarding some research about the books. And so um, that's kind of how him and I connected. And then I had been following all of the research and everything he had been doing. And he was finding more and more of these uh, dirty books in schools and so i decided that maybe i would start looking myself and see what was available in chilliwack pierre is in abbotsford so i um picked up my computer my phone and started doing some research and i was finding books that were not on any of the lists that pierre had had and they were also not on any of the soji resource lists so these are strictly um, what they would call pleasure reading material in libraries. And the books I were finding um, was extremely explicit details of violent rapes, gang rapes, uh, pedophilia, incest from, from um, father towards an 11-year-old girl. Sorry about my dog. <laughs> That's okay. And um, then... Um, what I found was that when when you look into the book at, in the school library search engine that Pierre had shared with me, and you click on that one book, six more books show up with similar content. So that, and then you click on one of those and you'll get six more books. So I was finding that this was going deeper and deeper to the point where I, I just, I couldn't even keep up with the research. There was just so many oh my books gosh. out there. Um, what is going on? Yeah, it's it's bad, and these aren't on Soji books, right? Uh, and they're what hidden. makes it worse is they're in Christian schools. Um, my grandchildren go to a Christian school out here, and I found um, the the bluest eye, which is the one where the father rapes his daughter until she goes unconscious and he also um fools around with other little girls while they're eating ice cream uh, he calls it a party oh um and and it's written from his perspective so he makes himself almost like a victim as opposed to being the perpetrator very sympathetic position for himself but he also explains in detail how it physically feels Okay, so and these when are, these are in Christian schools, not just the public schools. So when you go, like, uh, have you already taken it to the school and said, "Listen, have a look. This got to go." 
Yes, I emailed every school trustee four times over the summer uh-huh. or three times over the summer, once after school started. Um, we had tried to get them to put it on the agenda so we could um, parents could speak to it at a meeting. In Chilliwack, if it doesn't go on the agenda, they will not let you speak to any other issue and they refuse to put it on the agenda. So really? then I emailed... Yeah, and then I emailed and asked for a private audience if they wouldn't let us speak at it publicly. And um, I didn't hear back from any one of the trustees through my email except for one, and that was Daryl. The other two, Barry and Heather, contacted me privately, but the other four I never heard from at all until Willow went public, and she took my email contents and she put it on her Facebook and she named me. So I started getting harassment messages from her supporters, I guess. So Willow, Willow, this mm-hmm. same Willow from mm-hmm. Barry School uh, yeah. takes your content as if she's like, uh, d- you know, demonizing you or putting you down, mm-hmm. the yep. one who's standing. And, and I mean, I'm going to lose my, yeah. I'm going to lose my, my mind over how yeah, crazy she this is. Yeah, she didn't put it into the, it, she didn't even um, know that these books were in the libraries, in the schools. Um, what we were asking for actually wasn't, we weren't actually asking to ban books. What we were asking for, the parents that I'm with, is for the school board to do its job as per the School Act in BC and implement policies around these materials so that they are not put into the hands of minor children because the uh, criminal code of canada is very clear on what age is allowed to be exposed to what materials and so what's what's legal for 16 to 18 is actually illegal for 10 to, to 16 and we're finding these books in middle schools which start at 10 years old and some of them are in elementary schools I, I personally don't think they should be in any school for any age at nope. any time in any way. Nope. Uh, you sent me a, a couple of clips. Should we have a look mm-hmm. at um, sure. the clip? Any anyone in particular? Just roll them, and then no, you talk just about go it? ahead. These are what you, these are are videos that I had found um, of school board meetings in the states where parents were actually reading excerpts from the books, yep. and um, I just thought just to. Let I hope it's not too disturbing. Exactly it is disturbing. So. We're already disturbed. My husband's disturbed. We're all disturbed. Yeah. If you have any children in the if room, if you have you any might children, everybody, yeah, watch this later. I'm so sorry. You know, we either expose the evil works of darkness so that they there can be a light shone. It's so mm-hmm. disgusting. Okay, yeah. go ahead. On September 25th of this year, Jonathan Costa retweeted, seems somewhat hypocritical that Moms for Liberty wants to ban books, and wrote, ironic how such rugged individuals are so delicate when it comes to masks, vax, and now books, snowflake. Mr. Costa, let me share with you and your colleagues one of these books that up until this week resided in the Oak Park Elementary Library. This book was removed because of one of our parents. This book is All Boys Aren't Blue, a memoir manifesto by George Johnson. You told me to take off my pajama pants, which I did. 
You then took off your shorts, followed by your boxers. There you stood in front of me, fully erect, and said, taste it. At first I laughed and refused, but then you said, come on, Matt, taste it. This is what boys like us do when we like each other. I finally listened to you. You eventually got up off me and told me to come to the bathroom, that you wanted to show me one more thing. You turned on the light and closed the door. You began stroking yourself in front of me. I just stood there nervous because I didn't know what to expect next. You said, just keep watching, Matt. So I stood there and watched you for several minutes. Then you began to moan slightly. I took a step back because I didn't know what was about to happen. And then it did. You ejaculated into the toilet in front of me. All right, okay. I was okay. very unaware of what sex... Okay, so super bad. Yeah, I've heard that's enough. That's a mild one. Oh, that's that a mild, mild one. Yes. That's a mild yes. one. Yeah. Listen, sound the alarm, everyone. Our schools are housing pedophiles who think this kind of crap is okay, and they mm -hmm. won't even write people back. They won't put it on the agendas. They won't, they won't highlight it. What kind of adults would allow anything? Like, that's mild. I mean, I'm sick. Mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to get over it by tomorrow. Uh, so, so this is disgusting. So do we have another clip? Is it going to get worse? Well, oh. <laughs> it could. I'm so sick, Laura. I'm I so know. sick. It's, You've got to be kidding me. It's been hard to read these books oh, because Lord you have God. to read them, right? Come so. on. Like if this yeah. ever was read in front of my kids or like I would just... I would lose my ever-loving mind on these people. It's not okay. We can't be worried about being called names because no. of these pedophiles that thinks this is okay. This is so sick. It's disgusting. Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll, mm -hmm. we'll do the next one, everybody. Okay. If it's too bad, we'll just pull it off. Yeah. I'm a parent of four Hillsborough County students. And I am baffled by the book, The Bluest Eye, and that it has made it through so many checkpoints and has still managed to land in the hands of our children, my daughter, 15 years old. Um, and I would ask if any parents are in the room, I would love to warn you to shield your ears because it is very graphic. Um, so I went and researched the book and here's part of the review. Quote, graphic details given about incestuous rape. The book graphically discusses many sexual topics, including orgasms, prostitution, incest, rape, nudity, pornography, molestation, pedophilia, masturbation, sexual dreams, homosexuality, bestiality, and sodomy, unquote. That's the one that's in the Christian school. Wow. Time mm -hmm. to start naming names. Who's the principal? I mean, I'm not going to ask you to, Laura. I don't want you in any more trouble than you already are. But we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to start naming the names and the schools, and uh, I'll put it out there because y'all crazy. You're all destroying our children, and if you can't bring some kind of control here, then we're going to have to go like epic on social mm -hmm. media with how yeah. sick y'all are that you can't see evil for evil in a christian school you're not christian you know i i mean oh okay so should we do the next one okay one more <laughs> yeah, one more then we're done guys okay one more i'm just i don't know i i am in shock and awe over yeah space cow 2020 is always on and and uh they're saying holy <laughs> Holy, yeah. this is bad. Okay, take a look. I am reading a book that is available at Creekside Middle School. Um, 
So 11 year olds have access to this book and it is called, It's Perfectly Normal. Masturbation is touching or rubbing of your body's sex organs for pleasure because it feels good. One term for masturbating is playing with yourself. Some people think that masturbation is wrong or harmful, and some religions call masturbation a sin, but masturbation cannot hurt you. It doesn't result in pregnancy or get passing infections that are spread by sexual contact. contact. Many people masturbate, many don't. Whether you masturbate or not is your choice. Masturbating is perfectly normal. When people masturbate, they usually rub their sex organs with their hands or something soft right. like a pillow. Okay, okay, yeah. So, so how many books, Laura, have you been finding on your own quest? I've, I've found about a dozen so far. Um, some are worse than others and then there's those that have obscenity which is extreme vulgar language and um, story content one thing i did find find in common with every of the one of these books is that the sexual encounters were all negative there was not one positive sexual encounter in the books i found um, some are have the children becoming prostitutes some they're trafficked um, it's there's just nothing good about any of these encounters that the children are having. Wow. So, yeah. so Pierre, uh, is, is this sort of, uh, some of these videos and, um, what, what we're seeing here, Pierre, is that, is that the kind of books that you're as well pointing out to the many different school districts across the country? Yeah, they are the same, but another same, uh, Laura find a lot of books that I, I didn't, I even, so you're adding to your list. Look. Yeah, sure. But the, the, the one I have are very graphic, actually. So it's, uh, yeah, so it's, it's the same, it's the same thing. So it's, it's, it's not okay. Yeah, if you want to name a name, let's do it. I got one for you. Okay, Scott Bedall. Okay. Scott Bedall is the ex Executive Director of Strategic Policies and Integrations uh, for the Ministry of Education. Okay. That guy write a teacher, a learning resource for children. Okay. Province, yeah. um, which province is BC, this? BC. Okay. BC? That guy, that guy, uh, anyway, right over learning resource to children that told children, okay, to draw a picture, to draw a penis on a piece of papers. And a veg, uh, the, the boy's going to draw a penis on a piece of paper, isn't the girl's going to draw a vagina on a piece of paper. Then that that same resource said that the teacher have to review it to see if it's okay. You understand? So, and then they make sounds in the beginnings of that resource that say, you know, touch your body part and all this stuff, right? So, and that guy is on the top rank, you know, at wow. the administration. So, yeah, so that's So, one. that's got, Scott Bidall? Did Bidol, I get yeah. that? I can you, I'm going to send you the, uh, uh, the link to X, because that resource is available online. So, people can see that what I'm saying is it's not BS. It's real. Oh, gotta yes, be kidding you know, me. You know, it's right on the BCTF website. Right there. On the BCTF. It's right BCTF. Resource, BCTF. So if you go on the BCTF website and you and you and you click on learning resource and you and you put Soji, you're gonna see a lot of this. Yeah, this just crap, horrendous. So, okay. so yeah, there is the books, there is the there is the learning resource that are bad. So 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I'm going to throw up. I think, um, I mean, we've just reached a, a terrible place in our society. Um, yeah. I'm going to, uh, I haven't heard from Barry. Barry, this is the kind of thing you've been fighting. You've been fighting to keep uh, some sort of modicum of normal. You know, what, what happened to good values and principles and children's innocence being protected, especially when you entrust a school, you know, after they leave the home? Like, you've been protecting that, and it's been such an uphill climb for you. Um, Laura, when... You and I met back in 2017. This was already quietly snuck into the schools. And they said that they wanted to create an environment where gay, lesbian, and transgender students would feel welcome. And I, I sort of went along with that. But some of, the, some of the wording sounded to me too much like sex offenders. I'm probably the only school trustee in British Columbia that spent a career a major part of my career is supervising sex offenders and talking to their victims. So I understand the dynamics. But I'm about the only only one, I won't say only one, uh, my two colleagues, Daryl and Heather, and also my colleague, uh, Leanne Teed in uh, Kelowna, have been speaking out. And um, we've been really getting beat up. So these activists, see, nobody's afraid to uh, speak against this. So it's emboldened them to start filling the libraries with this crap. And some of these books are so explicit, they would not be allowed in prisons because it would trigger sex offenders. Right. But they're letting our innocent children read oh. this. And this is supposed to broaden their knowledge and make them more sophisticated about their sexuality. It's, oh, it's very disturbing. If I, I, want... it, it, mm -hmm. if I get shot, it would be worth it because I am not going to shut up. Uh, I know I have been a bit outspoken, but I don't regret it at all now. Not one bit. You're, you're so courageous, Barry. And I know you've been through so much. You've had to be sued. Uh, you've gone to court. Uh, you've been called names. You've, your character, your um, reputation been sullied by these things. But you know what? To God, God help you. God is the final justice giver. So may they get theirs. But in this lifetime, let's put all of that aside. Whatever religion you are, doesn't matter to me. Do all you Sikhs, do all you Muslims, do all you atheist parents out there, you think this is okay? Because I don't think so. I don't think you think it's okay. I don't even think LGBTQ parents think it's okay. Because I've had some of y'all write me and say, thanks for standing up against the whole transgender thing. And, and like to, to have this stuff, I don't know why anyone would be afraid to speak against this. Can any of you in the audience tell me why we have to be afraid? Because we're not freaks and we're not pedophiles. Why do we have to be afraid of speaking out against this? I, I couldn't care what anyone called me today. This is dangerous for children, and, and we have got to rise up and be and be strong. And I just want to thank all three of you. Um, I'm so upset right now. I'm so upset. I'm, this is going to ruin my night, Laura. Thank you very much. Pierre, I'm just done. <laughs> all y'all have definitely ruined my night, maybe the next couple days, because I'm going to have to let... Like it all, you know, wash off of me. Children are precious. 
we can't we can't allow all of this this is wrong it's evil and i don't think most parents they don't know about this and any parents that are hearing this for the first time you better call your principal you better get in touch with the library you better go down for yourself and see what you know get a hold of the, the list how to uh, Pierre, how do we get a list? Laura, how do we get a list of all the books you guys are talking about? How do we do that? Um, well, Pierre's actually got a really good link that maybe you could share at the bottom later. Um, and also wanted to mention the, the notice of liabilities that Action for Canada has put together. Yes. If you go to their website, they have one specifically for the library books. So please, parents, you can give those to principals, teachers, librarians, and school boards. Excellent. Action for Canada, Tanya Gosh, she's got all kinds of notice of liabilities that yeah, can be served on many one. different people for uh, many different things. I mean, following mm -hmm. this the, with the vaccine, COVID, all of that, but especially you're saying to do with these books. Um, yes, absolutely fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. And I always love Tanya Gosh's work. So actionforcanada.com, go there. Um, I, I imagine that there will be a tab and you'll be able to find the notice of liability that mm -hmm. you want. Barry, yeah. you are continuing to run and the school trustee, um, the, the thing is coming up, right? Where you can be voted in or voted out? Yeah, the uh, municipal election is October the 15th. And I'm happy to say there's seven seats on the school board and we got seven family-friendly trustees that are trying to take over the school board. <laughs> so we're looking, looking for victory. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, let's get that information out then of who everyone is supposed to vote for. And, uh, and you know, hopefully everybody knows the names, right, Barry? Like, is that being communicated through your... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll God help you, you all. Oh, yes, please do. I'd be happy to just name names and get it all out there who we should be voting for, who we need to get rid of, who apparently doesn't have a flipping clue. Not yeah. a flipping clue. Thanks yeah. so much, Laura. All I right. gotta go run. Yep. I'm speaking at a private school and warning them to, they better yep. uh, and go I through their Laura's library with a fine tooth too. comb. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you, Pierre. You're my new hero. Well, thank you. Here, I haven't met you before, but yeah. I just love you, and you are my kind of dad. Good for you. Keep up the good work, and uh, may God bless you all. Thanks so much. Yeah, Thank you. All right. Bye. Bye-bye. Wow. I can't believe it. Okay, so um, uh, we are going to, I am going to go to Ephesians 4, because I'm going to need a bath in the word of God to like, right? <laughs> My husband's laughing. I'm disgusted. Like, are y'all crazy that this is okay? Do you, do you guys care if people call you names because you think that some stuff is like pedophile material being given to kids? I don't care. I like Pierre's idea. They call you a bigot and a racist and a homophobe and a transphobe, whatever, whatever you want to, you know what? Pfft. Ah, been there, heard that, couldn't care less. You're pedophiles. If you think it's okay, the stuff we just heard today, that's in our schools. It's disgusting. It's got to go. Christian schools? Oh. 
may God deal ever so severely with you if you do not put a halt and a stop to this perversion and sickness. What is wrong with y'all? And if your kids are going to a Christian school, parents, be vigilant. It takes one sick experience, one sick reading from these pathetic books to tarnish your child's mind. To put thoughts in there, to, to take away that innocence. No, be vigilant. Go to the schools. Make sure none of this crap is, is, is anywhere near them. My name's Laura Lynn Tyler Thompson. My website is lauralynn.tv. The reason I get to talk like this is because no one's my boss but God and my husband. And I get to tell the truth because you all support me to do this. I would not be able to speak like this on any television, Christian or not, show. Do you know why? Because cowards now rule the roost. I'm telling you, complete cowards, right? Some people would be uncomfortable with my reaction who are pastors in a church because the churches are all washed down and cannot call evil out. So the reason I'm able to do this is because you helped me to do it. Lauralyn.tv offers the ways in which you can support me so that I can speak. If you appreciate that I get to speak, be part of helping me to do that. I really appreciate it. Lauralyn.tv, there's a donation button there. You can also email me at lauralynlive at protonmail.com. We also have a, a box, um, box number that you can send uh, letters and um, donations that way. So, Jesus, help me to not feel so broken over this. Y'all, you're crazy if you think that's okay. Any one of you out there, you don't got to be a Christian to know this is evil. You just have to be a person with family values. Ooh, that demonized word. Traditional family values. We've lost it all, right? In our world, we've lost all of that. Oh, instructions for Christian living. Let's just start there. I don't even know what it says. I just think it might help to read it. You know what I mean? Instructions for Christian living. Oh my gosh, what does that say? Ephesians 4, 17. So I tell you this and insist on it in the Lord that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed. I'm telling you right now, this is a word from God. I did not plan on reading this. I literally, as we were doing this, I looked up, you know, a verse that I kind of know has to do with correct thinking. And is this not true? Having lost all sensitivity, you know, they don't, they have no sensitivity to what they're putting out. They think it's okay. They're like, they have calloused, hardened hearts 
because their perversion, their sexual perversion has created a blindness over their souls so that they do not understand that it is wrong to talk to kids about this and to have books like this. This is why we need the word of God to wash over us. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. There's a couple of good words. Let the righteousness of God, I'm sorry, y'all need a bath. You need a shower of God's righteousness and holiness. If we do not grasp this, we lose our next generation. I'm telling you, the perverts are running our nation. Perverts and degenerates and sick people seem to have grasped the hold of of our, our children's minds. They have the ability, the power. Get them out of there. Everybody in Chilliwack, you got to vote every one of those sick people who defend these kind of books in the schools, who, who out my friend Laura, a righteous woman of God exposing evil. May God help them. Put on your new self. Amen. Let's just let all that go. <laughs> Ooh, let's wash ourselves in the righteousness and holiness of God and put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Amen. God help us. Amen. See you tomorrow. You know, it's not easy to deliver the truth of what our sick world is doing, but for some of us, we feel that we have no choice. Because if we are silent about these abominable things, then we are letting evil go unchecked and we cannot do that. For those of you wonderful people who are writing me and are sharing your encouragement, I am deeply grateful. Thank you for all the letters that you've been sending. Thank you for the donations and the support. I found out that in order to speak the truth, you have to become very, very strong. If you would go to my website at www.lauralyn.tv, you'll find all of the ways that you can contact me. Remember, my friends, all is well. All is well. Thanks for joining me.